good morning, Los Angeles? I'm not sure. I still haven't made up my mind. I'm going to say good evening because it's all about me. And I haven't gone to bed yet. So that's how I judge days. So anyways, hey, if you're listening, you're listening live. This is Apologetics.com Radio, where we challenge believers to think and thinkers to believe. I'm your host, John. Excuse me. You know what? I am like in a full studio right now. This is pretty insane, actually. We have we have three. I'm, I'm looking across the table here, and I see three, three beautiful men made in the image of God. Debatable. No, it's not because where do we find our beauty and worth? In Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ. Oh, and he's pretty beautiful. And why are we special? Because of Jesus Christ. Because we're made in the image of God, people. <laughs> Catch up, okay? <laughs> made in the image of God. And that is where we I was find... doing the Sunday school answers. It's Every answer Jesus. is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, man, you can't go wrong with Jesus. Have you seen that that meme online <laughs> that shows the kids, like, you know, math test? And it's like, he just writes Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It's like, answer Jesus. And, and the, the teacher wrote, not for this question, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, so he's, he is, he is the answer, mm-hmm. but he's not always the answer. You know what I mean? Like you have, can't have a trig question and, yeah, you know, and answer Jesus. So There's students, trigonometry can, in, the, in the Bible. Well, I mean, Jesus is the best trigonomist, trigonomist, mm-hmm. trigon, is that what it's, what is it? Trigonometric. Trigonometric. Joel, I am so glad that you came tonight. <laughs> yeah. You just you just earned your complete worth right now. You can, you can take a break now. Trigger, 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 trigger. Trigonometric. Trig, no, say it slow. Uh, trigonometric. Trigger, da, metric. I love it. I absolutely love it. That's what I want to study when I grow up. So hey, no, no, but seriously, guys, we're just having fun tonight. Uh, the reason why we're having fun is because we're going to talk about a heavy topic. And so, uh, but I want to invite you guys to call in because we're going to talk about abortion. Uh, shocker. I'm, I'm sure that most of you who are listening are probably at least thinking about the issue of abortion. And, uh, and we want to hit it up because of recent events that kind of happened in, in, the, in the culture news of, guys, I have to be honest, I am completely out of the loop on current events. So I understood that there was a leak from the Supreme Court. And uh, much more than that, I'm not really hip on. So you guys have to fill me in. But I do want to invite our callers uh, to, to give us a call. And you know what? Tonight, I, I would really love to hear uh, uh, Contrarian. I would love to hear somebody who disagrees with us. So as we're talking, if this is you, uh, give us a call because we'd love to talk it through and, and see maybe where, where I'm not getting it. And I'd love to ask you some questions. And we'd love to ask you some questions, too, if you hold maybe to the... Uh, what, what's traditionally called the pro-choice stance. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts and, and your rationale behind it, your reasons for believing why you believe what you do. And uh, you can do that by giving us a call at 818-6... No, that's my, uh, that's my phone number. <laughs> 888-995-KKLA. That's going to do way better. 888-995-5552 is how you can reach us. And... Yes, it's blinking. There's there's a light in the studio that keeps like randomly blinking, and I catch it out of the corner of my eye. It, it happens every time. Okay. Every 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 month. I usually sit over there. Yeah, so, so you don't see it. Yeah. No, it is. It's not just like going crazy. It's okay. It's not All like right. a, what's what's the clown's name in it? <clears throat> Pennywise. Oh, Pennywise. It's not Pennywise. Like waiting to come and eat us. <laughs> so, anyways, um, yeah. So eight 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 
995-5552 and give us a call. And and it's not just the contrarians that we want to hear from. If you have anything to say about the topic or actually if you have any questions having to do with anything in the area of values, ethics, religion, um, of course, apologetics, philosophy, uh, give us a call, 888-995-5552 because I am in studio with three of the brightest men on the planet. This is a proven fact. This is an debatable. No, this is this is objective. God, God said that you guys are the smartest men wow. in the room wow, wow. right now. So no, uh, so um, I, I just want to go around and see how you guys are doing before we hit up, hit up the topic. So we'll start with Chris. Chris, how you doing, man? Doing good. Hanging out with you guys. Yeah, yeah, I'm stoked. This is fun. Me too. We, I feel like it's been a while since we've all kind of been together. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. yeah, Eric, how you doing, man? I have a confession to make. Oh, okay. So, Joel, how you doing, man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have a confession to make. Okay. I've been listening to country music lately. Ugh. Welcome. That's awesome. Wait, you are not a country fan, Chris. I am a severe country fan, but not Nashville country. I'm more old school outlaw country. Outlaw? Like, I don't know what that even means. Well, it's like gangster rap, but like in country and from like the 70s. <laughs> so it's like NWA, but from yeah. Nashville. But about a yeah. horse. Yeah. But about a horse. <laughs> Cruising down the street on my horsey. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Nice, dude. All right. So, Eric, um, why do you feel the need to confess this? Like, what are you listening to? Shania Twain? No, it's all. It's pop stuff. And, and my daughter. <laughs> I feel like a woman. <laughs> my daughter's just been. She's been tuning the radio in the car, and I haven't been changing it. Slowly nice. surely. You've come over. I've come over from KLOS to KHA. What's K- KOLS? KLOS. KLOS. Are we allowed to mention oh, uh, ra- uh, the, the other, an, a, a popular Los Angeles rock and roll? We're AM, station. right? Are we AM? No. Oh, we're AM. FM, 99.5, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, okay. So you've been listening to country music. Yeah. You've gone from like what, classic rock? From classic rock, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. It's good yeah. stuff. Well, wow. Okay, now I respect both of you just slightly less. <laughs> and now, Joel, Joel, please tell me you're not. No, I'm just kidding. I actually like country music too. Um, and some of it, I guess. I don't know. I don't know the good from the bad. I like Dolly Patton. Uh, yeah. And what's her face? Uh, 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 what's his? The the guy who now has like the he got the plastic surgery on his forehead. He sang that song with Dolly Patton. Kenny uh, Rogers. Yes. I think he died. Oh man! Well, I liked him. Yeah. <laughs> I like Kenny Rogers. You know, I, I islands in. I hope I'm not wrong. That's a no. That you are. You're right. Oh, I don't know if you're right about him being dead. But okay, so Joel, sorry, you I'm are alive. To a lot of achy breaky heart. Achy breaky heart. Billy Ray Cyrus. Yes, Billy Ray Cyrus. Is that no, is I'm that the kidding. that's what's her face's dad, right? Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. Yes. And she, I mean, she's turned out to be a fantastic human being. I actually, you know, she's great. You know, I hope my daughters turn up. Anyways, no, <laughs> make you half as proud. So, so you're not listening to Achy Breaky Heart? No, not really. <laughs> no. So, how's it been, man? All right. Yeah. All right. We're looking uh, uh our uh, local chapter of the uh, yes uh, Science and Culture Network. They're putting on. Uh, hold on. Hold event. on. What is the Science and Culture Network? Um. It's a it's a local chapter that's affiliated with the Discovery Institute's uh, Science and Culture yep. uh, Center, and 
we're having Doug Axe, and he's talking about how biology lost awe and how to get it back. I think this is like a fantastic. If you guys haven't, do you guys know who Doug Axe is? Yeah. He came to Living Oaks yeah, to speak. Living Oaks a couple times, yeah. Uh, Doug Axe, him and Stephen Meyer are my favorite. Uh, Doug Axe, though, I, I don't, man, I don't know who I, they're, they're like a great, they're like a Doug Axe. He's at Biola now teaching. He is. And what's his background? Is it biology? Um, Do you know? I think originally, I think originally it was uh, physics and engineering. That's right. I think you're right. And then he got into biology because he wanted to understand how these uh, micro machines worked at a cellular uh, level. Yeah. That's why I got into biology. <laughs> no, no, he's he's brilliant. And he's written a, a number of books. And so he's going to be speaking where? Uh, it's at the Orange County First Assembly. And it's on Saturday, uh, not tomorrow, but or today, yeah, as it happens, but a week from now. So a week from today, he's going to be, and is it a paid event or free? You know, I believe it's free, but you have to register. So if you go to um, discovery.org, slash ID slash events uh, that'll uh, you'll see the uh, link for how Bi- biology lost awe and you can register there so yeah Doug Axe does not disappoint guys like his presentations are phenomenal like I mean phenomenal I saw him present with uh, Stephen Meyer oh man that was a couple years back were you yeah. you were there for that right saying, yeah and um, and they, they it was a really cool setting they actually presented in a art studio like a museum, only the museum was in like this storage. Like it was, it was the craziest thing. It was raining outside. Do you remember that? And the, yeah. the doors were open. You could hear the rain, and they were talking. They had these screens, but then there was all this beautiful art behind. Oh, it was unbelievable. But Doug Axe, he's unreal. So that's a week from today. And what's the web address again? Um, it's uh, discovery.org/id/events. Awesome. Okay. Other than that, how you doing? Doing great. Yeah. Yeah. Such a liar. You guys are all liars. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I say blessed. Blessed. No, I, uh, yeah, no. Hey, guys, thanks for asking. I'm good. And, uh, super busy with work. Um, but I'm really kind of excited to get into the topic that we're going to be handling tonight. And so let's just kind of dive in. Um, does somebody, who, who wants to start off? Any, any, any takers on what's going on in the news? Maybe you could fill me in. Abortion is murder. <laughs> well, I mean, so, so why? Because because the CNN is is publishing that article, right? <laughs> Abortion is murder. <laughs> I didn't hear about that. No, they're not. Okay. <laughs> Abortion like, wow. has kind of hit hit the news because um, because of a Supreme Court decision that's mm-hmm. a, that's pending. Um, there's a case. I think it's out of Mississippi, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that reached all the way to the Supreme Court, and um, it's about a, a abortion law that the state had passed. Um, the uh, I, I don't remember it was women's uh, I think it's the the women's health organization sued the state of Mississippi uh, went to the Supreme Court and Supreme Court um, is expected to uh, up uphold the decision uphold the uh, the law um, and then there was speculation that it, they may actually overturn Roe v Wade Roe v Wade is a decision in 1973 that uh, basically legalized abortion across all 50 states. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay, so why is this big news? Well, I mean, it's been 50 years, and it's, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's case law, it's precedent. So it's always big news when the Supreme Court overrides precedent. 
Yeah. It doesn't Supreme Court's supposed to be very consistent in, yeah. in their decision making. Um, so that's a big thing. Um, it's also big news because uh, we found out about this decision through a uh, leak. Hmm. So the Supreme Court. Um, Which I don't know if that's ever happened before. I don't think it's ever I don't happened. Think it has. Um, the, the Supreme Court had a leak. Uh, this is, the, the this opinion, is not good precedent, by the way, this is not. in my opinion. Right. The, well, the opinion was leaked. Ooh, Joel likes it. <laughs> no, I, I was just going to say the there has been a precedent lately for leaking things. Yes. Right. So right. This, but not from the Supreme Court. I mean, the Supreme sense. Court is supposed to be like super, super top secret. Sorry, so a lot of a lot of social media, uh, just a lot of social media has, has been um, in an uproar about the, the what was in the, the opinion. The opinion was basically stated not only that they're going to uphold uphold the 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 uh, the law. But they're going to actually say the precedent of Roe v. Wade, and and there's another one, uh, Casey. Pro, Casey Casey versus uh, Planned Parenthood. Um, they're both going to be overturned. I think that was from the 80s or the 90s. Yeah, I'm not sure. It was that. much more recent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, they're both going to be overturned and not used as precedent anymore, which essentially means that the the question of abortion is no longer um, invalidating any state laws ab- ab- about preventing abortion or about banning abortion. Uh, the question goes back to the states, so the states can now pass laws. Well, once the decision comes out, the states can pass laws uh, banning abortion. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, and so this is a big hit. Um, this is a big hit to the left politically. Sure. Yeah, I mean, there's been there's been enorm. I mean, there wouldn't be so much fear if there weren't enormous support in various states for uh, banning abortion, at least. At least in certain uh, cases, like it's very uh, a lot of popularity in, in certain states for banning abortion after, say, like the heartbeat laws that we were talking mm-hmm. about. So um, when it's recognizably a baby, it's uh, in some places it's very hard to make the case that you shouldn't treat it like a baby. That's so interesting. Yeah, we're going to get into this, I think. Yeah, I've heard that there's a number of states, Texas included, that has basically like an automatic uh, change of law as soon as federally that goes into place. Oh, it's like statutory? That's like written yeah. in. Interesting. Yeah. It's written in as, as soon as the Roe v. Wade is overturned, it's abortion automatic. is illegal. Yep. That's and really I think interesting. There's a number of states that are doing that. Yeah, the, 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 I mean, this is all like super interesting. You know, it kind of makes yeah. me want to kind of dig into the issue of abortion a little bit though like because right there's the legal aspect of this there's the legal it's, aspect it's, it's of also it. pretty interesting but the the abortion aspect i think is more appropriate for our discussion for our discussion for sure yeah so so i might my question is is uh what is an abortion it's well, a that, termination a, of a pregnancy well, it's a medical procedure a, yeah it's a medical procedure yeah it's uh taking the life of uh a human creature that uh, the status, the personhood of which has been debated. <laughs> yeah, well, since I mean, 1973. does personhood matter? Is is another issue, right? So, so let's back up though. Like, so, so I would say an abortion is the taking of of, of an innocent human life. Hmm. You know, I think that that's backed up by biology, right? So, well, what in embryology, the, what makes that life innocent? It is not uh, guilty. It's, it's it's not under the original sin. No, 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 no. Uh, under the law, I'd say under our law, U.S. law, it has not been tried and convicted of of a, of a crime. Sure, I think I, I would say that the uh, – you said you were going to be a little, 
little stinker. I am. Yeah. No, I think that. But I think. Well, I think that's a good question. Like, because our worldview says that that we're con- like. Well, so King David at least says that he was conceived in sin, right? I mean, he's he's we're we're sinful from conception till till uh, death. I mean, ultimately to glorification. So John the Baptist was the babe that leaped in his mother's womb. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's that's a that's certainly interesting. I, I was. Um, I, I I I have no roadmap for tonight's discussion. I just kind of want to talk about this, and uh, maybe I'll just uh, lead by a um, maybe a story, a, a, a real life story, like a true thing that happened. I was visiting my hometown of Plymouth, Massachusetts, recently, last October, and I took the kids to, with me and, and Rihanna, of course, and we drove down and uh, we were staying in Maine because my sister was getting married. She lives in Maine now, and we drove to Plymouth just so my kids could like kind of see the town that I grew up in. It's like a really great if, if you guys have ever been to Plymouth. I mean, it's like your your total quintessential. Uh, New England fishing town like I mean it's like what you picture you know it's it's on the water it's beautiful and we're uh, we're there and I think that they're selling what the celebrating the 400th anniversary of uh, the pilgrims landing because COVID so they had to delay and then they had to delay again so it's the 400th anniversary so there are people dressed up like pilgrims everywhere and they're like you know sewing like the pilgrims used to sew I do have a point to this (laughs) and so anyways I'm with my family in this like in this park and uh, then I look over and I realize there's a crowd of people coming down. Like if you can picture it, there's this water street, which is right on the water. There's this park across the street from the ocean. So there's and all the pilgrims are in there and the Spenson area up on the hill is the old pilgrim museum. That building is probably 350 years old. And then there's an, there's a side street, a skinny side street running down to the right as you're looking at the building and coming down uh, the, the side street are, is a group of people not very assuming and but there's a woman running sprinting yelling and screaming after a stroller that has gotten away from her down this hill and so she's asking for help can you please help my stroller help the stroller help the stroller stop the stroller and somebody jumps out and stops the stroller right before it gets to water street which is oh. like a main street well they stop the stroller and it's a dog and it's a dog in the stroller okay but this is important there's a dog in the stroller and I was like, well, hey, you know, I like dogs, whatever. And then they, this this group of people, I didn't realize, but there's a train of about 300 people going down the, the side street. And they round the corner. And as they round the corner, so this woman is running after her thing. She says, thank you. She's with this group. And I realized that on the front of her stroller, and she's holding a sign. And the sign says, my body, my choice. Well, it's, it's, it's a pro-choice rally that is, is forming. I mean, there are hundreds and hundreds of people there. And I have my five-year-old at the time, I think she was four, uh, daughter on my shoulders. And, they, they, and so I, I can't help myself. And I just say to them, I'm like, hey, guys, don't you think it's really ironic that you would run after a stroller to save the life of a dog while advocating for the taking of an innocent human life? And so that's how I started the dialogue with these people. And my kids, like, I'm pretty vocal out there, and I, and I like open-air preaching. Like, I, I like offering arguments for the existence of God. I like talking about my worldview. And my kids normally, I feel like, don't really appreciate it if I'm in Disneyland and all of a sudden proselytizing, which often, which, I mean, it happens, you know? And so there, anyways, so, so I was a little concerned about my kids, but I just couldn't, like, it's such a, it's such a major issue for me, you know, abortion. Because I feel like it is such an evil. Like, I, like it's it almost uh, uh, elicits a visceral reaction out of me. Like, it makes me emotional when I think about it. 
like, you know, you know, Jesus, as he's hanging on the cross, looks at the people around him and says, Father, they know not what they do. And that's kind of like what I'm what I think a lot of this is why I'd like to hear from somebody who disagrees with me on the show. Because I think they maybe they don't completely understand what's happening here. So anyways, it was a great opportunity for me to witness, to, to kind of talk to people. And I was just a guy with a kid on my shoulders saying, hey, offering. And I heard every objection. And we can talk about these, right? You know, mm-hmm. hey, well, are you going to adopt all these babies? Well, you know what? My response when I hear that is, you know what? I'll adopt yours. Are you pregnant? Are you seeking an abortion? Because I will adopt your baby. Rihanna and I, my wife and I. We gladly do that. No problem. No question asked. Oh, are you going to pay? Yeah, I, I will pay. I will do whatever it takes. I'll take care of you and, and your baby for, what, 18 months? From the moment of conception through nine months after the birth. Is that, is that fair? Now, these are things that Rihanna and I have discussed ahead of time so I can head off these objections. And then I had one guy. The reason why I bring this up is because, Joel, you kind of mentioned it. One guy said, you know, Jesus never talked about abortion. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. You know, but he didn't talk about bestiality either. You know, <laughs> and, 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 and it's also the, the, no, no, the Bible or the Bible doesn't say, you know, life, life starts at conception. Well, it kind of does actually, cause you have Jesus and John, they interact John at the time they're in the, both in their mother's womb. John is a first trimester fetus. Jesus is, uh, no, John, I'm sorry. is a second trimester fetus. Jesus is a first trimester embryo. And they interact. They have, an, they have a real interaction where John leaps for joy, right? And so there's something going on there. So anyways, I got to talk to all these people. And what I didn't realize is in the back, I had actually people that agreed with me kind of forming around me, like in the back, which was really kind of cool. One guy who was dressed like a turkey. <laughs> he was screaming, amen. And I was like, you're not helping the cause, buddy, but okay, I'll take what I can get. And then, uh, and then the coolest thing about this whole story, the coolest thing is... My 11-year-old and 10-year-old daughters, a 9-year-old, came up to me and gave me a huge hug afterwards. And they said that, I am so proud of you, Dad. Like, I'm so proud of you for standing up for this. Because this is an issue that affects them, too, when we talk to them about abortion. And that's why I kind of asked the question, what is an abortion? Because I think that this is, this is the fundamental question that we have to bring everything back to. What is an abortion? The abortion... Is is the ending of uh, a preborn something, right? And then the then the the question underneath the question is what is the the unborn? What is the preborn? Well, it's a termination of a pregnancy that results in the death of the baby, mm-hmm. right? An innocent human being. So it's an innocent. So it's, it it results in the taking of an innocent human life, according to the law. That's murder. But it's different than a miscarriage. Because yes, why is it different? It's, it's different because of intent, I think. Yeah, absolutely. There's no mens rea intention. There's no right. uh, a, a miscarriage. A is miscarriage a, is something that happens because something is wrong. That's it's, right. It's a yes. sickness. It's a disease that something results in. What's interesting is even even women women who mourn, uh, women who have miscarriages mourn. Yes. Right. Why? Because they know something was lost. lost. Yet, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the, we live in a culture now where there's a disconnect. Where mm-hmm. this, but it all comes back to what is the unborn? Joel, you want right. to say something, man? Well, I, I like that Greg Kokel makes this uh, point. You know, he talks about, you know, if your child came up behind you and said, uh, Dad, can I kill it? Mm-hmm. Your first thought would be, okay, tell me what it is that you're asking to kill. Because it matters. Because it matters. Right? If it's a, if it's a rattlesnake, yes. <laughs> right? Kill it. Yeah, yeah. If it's a puppy, maybe not. Yeah. If it's a human. Definitely, Definitely not. not. 
And this is the thing, like, I think uh, a few minutes ago, I think uh, there was some hesitation over the word uh, person. And I think that's interesting because there's personhood, there's personhood that you can't bestow. It's not yours to bestow, right? So if a, if a baby's a person five minutes after it's born, there's a sense in which it's the same person that it was five minutes before it was born. But then there's uh, the legal aspect of personhood, that, which is, does the 14th Amendment apply? So I think it's the four, is it the 13th or the 14th? It says that you can't deprive someone of, maybe it's, it's the 13th. Equal, it's, it's equal application of the law. I, yeah, I don't so remember. It, I think it's 14th. You can't, you can't deprive a person of life or liberty without due process. Yes. So whatever abortion is, it's not due process, right? And that's when the argument of viability comes in. Right. right? And that's... That's we're we're seeing the moderates basically say about twenty weeks is is viability anything past that, and so there's an argument that they give for that. But then what we're finding actually is we're less and less moderate these days, and we're finding a lot of people on the left are actually saying f- up to full term, right? Is or now. past or past? Right. Yeah, which is there's some that are saying insane. after birth. Yeah, well, yeah. well, P- Peter Singer, he's yeah. he's one of the nation's lo- leading ethicists. I think he teaches uh, one of the Ivies. He's a Princeton. He's a Princeton. Princeton. Yeah. He he has he has written and been published as saying that he's arguing. He argues for post birth abortion up to two years old. Two years old is what he's saying. Right. But keep in mind, guys, like he's being consistent. Yeah, I was just yes. say. At least he's consistent, but but he doesn't go far enough. He doesn't go far enough because if you're going to be consistent with that worldview, if you're going to be consistent with that. So, so the question is, is when is it okay to take the life of an innocent human being? That's the question. Yeah. When is it? Oh, oh it, it's when they're what? 20 weeks gestation. Is that acceptable? Why not 24? It's, it's Why not when, full term? It's when nobody cares toddler? about it. It's when nobody cares about that life. Okay. Well, that's another thing. Like, what do you mean? Nobody cares. Nobody so cares. as Christians, I care. What are we saying? Are we saying that conception is the beginning of life? As Chris, uh, not even as a Christian, I'm saying as a, as a person who's concerned with science, yeah. every single, every single major textbook of embryology that's used in every major medical school in this country testifies to the fact that at conception is the creation of a unique mixing of DNA individual right. human life. You know, then there's no, there is, there is, guys, there is no debate about this. Even, even abortion advocates, even presidents of Planned Parenthood, even people who are not just pro-choice but pro-abortion, agree to this. In fact, their their, their uh, spokespeople are saying we need to abandon this line of argument right. that it's not a human being. Everybody knows, everybody knows that it is a living, unique human life. Right. And the abortion results in the taking of that life. Right. And that's why the rhetoric is leveling to like 11 now. That's why. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. it's like we're past that point. Now it's just straight. We want it. Therefore, Well, I wish we it shall. was that simple. Yeah. And I know the music's coming on, so we have to take a break. But I, and when we get back, we'll talk more. I wish it was that simple because I feel like that's at least truthful. Yeah. Like, I just want to do what I want. Right. Like, shut up. Let me do what I want. Yeah. And uh, but they but the but they're 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 not even saying that they're trying to. I, I don't think that's what exactly fair, but we can we, we, we can, can come that. back to it. Okay, so yeah. hey guys, uh, we are it's our first half hour, 
And we're talking about abortion, Roe v. Wade. We're talking about, uh, well, some some really intense stuff. Uh, give us a call if you can after the break. I'll give you the number. And I'm John Noyes. This is uh, Apologetics.com Radio. We'll be back in, like, I don't know, what, 60 seconds. The mission of Apologetics.com is to challenge believers to think and thinkers to believe on the radio, on the Internet, and now in the Life of the Mind conferences. If you believe in the work that Apologetics.com is doing, we encourage you to support us with your prayers and also with your tax-deductible gift so that this ministry will continue on the air, on the web, and in events near you. Gifts of any amount are appreciated, and it's very simple to participate. Just go to Apologetics.com and click Donate. It's safe and secure. Or you can send your check or money order to Apologetics.com, 1900 Southwestern Avenue, San Pedro, California, 90732. Thank you for supporting Apologetics.com. When you awaken in the morning, what is the first decision you must make? Hi, I'm Chuck Swindoll. No, it's not whether to get up or what you're going to have for breakfast. It's what kind of attitude would you choose to face that day with? And I'm convinced our best attitudes emerge out of a clear understanding of our own identity and a deep sense of God's purpose for our lives. That sort of God-honoring attitude encourages us to press on, to focus on the goal, to respond in remarkable ways to life's most extreme tests and circumstances. So here's a good plan. Tomorrow morning, plan early on a good attitude. Pastor and teacher Chuck Swindoll. Visit Insight for Living's website at insight.org. Hi, ladies. Welcome to Open My Eyes. I'm Lori Wilburn. I'd like to invite you to pause and take a deep breath. As you do, reflect on the last year. What has God done in your life since last March? Psalm 139 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts, and see if there be any hurtful way in me, and lead me in the everlasting way. It can be easy to forget what God is doing in the midst of your pressing circumstances. That's one of the reasons why reflecting on God's Word is so important. It helps us slow down and remember that God is faithful in every season. Ladies, remember, it's not she that reads most, but she that meditates most on divine truth. Only this will produce the choicest, wisest, and strongest woman of God. To learn more, visit my blog at corechurchla.org. All right, let's get back to the Apologetics.com radio show. And we are back. And thanks for that that, that break, guys. Uh, this is Apologetics.com Radio, where we challenge believers to think and thinkers to believe. I want to uh, just remind you, as we continue our conversation with abortion, there's, um, there's a way that you can give back to us. We do this radio program for you every week. None of us are on staff or get paid or get really any type of uh, benefit other than just spending time with you guys. And honestly, you, our audience, is why I'm sitting in the studio right now. With, I get to hang out with you guys, uh, with my friends. But... 
um, and, and wrestle with hard topics. But I do it for you guys. And if you'd like to give back to us, you can do that in, uh, in a number of ways. One, uh, we'd love your prayer. Uh, we are the stations, KKLA. We are the KKLA's longest-running radio program. And, uh, and that's again, because of you guys, because you guys faithfully give, and we'd love your prayer that we can continue to be faithful with the message that uh, Christ has given us to share. But also we would love your financial support. If you feel like you would like to give a tax deductible donation, you can do that online. It's a piece of cake. You go to apologetics.com and you click on that donate button. And again, every single cent of that is tax deductible, but it also goes towards keeping us. You literally are paying for our airtime. Um, if you notice, we don't run ads, we don't sell anything. If anything, we give stuff away. So we'd love to continue to do that. Uh, next, this is, the, I kind of want to lead in. I didn't discuss this with you guys. I hope it's okay. But I, in the context of abortion, and it's usually a rushed fact, so I don't want it to be rushed at the end, is, uh, is, is I am passionate about this issue uh, extremely. But not just for the unborn, but also for the folks who have abortions. And I just want to let you know that if you're listening, guys, and you have suffered an abortion, you've had an abortion, whether you're a male or a female, if you've had to deal with this issue in your life, husband, wife, um, you know, mom, dad, uh, I just want to let you know that there is forgiveness in Jesus. You know, there is now no condemnation in Christ Jesus. There's nothing that can separate us from the love that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. These are what the Bible says. This isn't me. I'm not making this up. And I want to let you know that that forgiveness is offered to you. You just run to Jesus, you confess your sins, and, and pray for one another. This is what the Bible says. The Bible says that, that we confess our sins and we pray for, another, for one another. Why? So that you will be healed, is what the scripture says. So I want to let you know that there's healing for you, there's forgiveness for you, and by no means uh, are we condemning anybody who has an abortion. There is forgiveness in that only by the blood of Jesus, and um, and you can be reconciled to God if you have had an abortion. I, I, when I was at Living Oaks, uh, I, I was a pastor at a church. Eric, actually, your church. Yep. <clears throat> and uh, I helped start a ministry on campus for uh, the, the healing of women who uh, had had abortions in, when they were younger or older. And it was amazing seeing what happens. It was called No Longer Bound. Uh, we had actually women on staff who had had abortions. One in particular, she had had three abortions when she was a younger woman. And she went 36 years and never told anybody mm. because she was so ashamed. And I don't want that to be true of any of you guys. If you have had an abortion and you're keeping that a secret, would you would you run to your church? Would you run to your pastor? I hope it's the type of church. I hope it's the type of pastor that would offer you the forgiveness that they've been offered. Uh, there's, there is no sin outside the grace of God, Amen. abortion included. So I, I want you to be comforted by that. The gospel is limitless. Uh, the salvation that's offered through the cross of Christ knows no bounds. And there is no sin that the blood of Christ cannot cover. So please run to Jesus with that. And my, I, Amen. I, you know, I am, I am, I feel a compassion for you. It, it's, it's a hard thing. And I know all this because I used to stand the line uh, outside abortion mills. And I used to talk to women all the time. Right here. Eric, you've come with me, actually. I have. Did, did you come with me that? Yeah. You filmed. Just once. Yeah, just once. Right here, actually, right down the yeah, street. Right down the street. In, where are we, Glendale? Mm-hmm. On Fridays, there's an abortion mill right down the street from where we're sitting right now. Every Friday, all they do is perform abortions. That's it. Mm. There, are no, there are no reproductive services. There are no uh, condoms handed out. There are no birth control. There are no pap smears. There are no breast exams. All they do is abortions every Friday, all Friday. And luckily, we have uh, you know faithful saints who stand out those stand outside those buildings, and I can tell you that that work that it works. 
Well, well, they stand outside, there and they're, they're not they're not uh, denigrating or, or you know cursing or, or anything like that. It they're, changes your view of what happens. I think when you see it. No, but but they're out there offering help. You know, help trying to convince them that this is the wrong thing. To, this is the wrong choice to make. You know, trying to help them make the right decision. I, yeah. I think that's important to say. I don't. I don't. Yeah. You know, people aren't out there con- condemning. I I think it's maybe um, maybe it's helpful to acknowledge that there are people that have experienced um, they have experienced the dark side of of that. <laughs> I, I don't know how to describe it. Um, that kind of reaction where uh, people that are zealous to inform people that what you're doing is wrong, but they don't have the grace side of it. I think people have experienced that. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I'm not, I'm not saying it's going on where <laughs> at, the, at the ministry that you're mentioning, but I think that um, that sticks with people, and a lot of the time, a lot of times that informs their view of this is what Christianity is. It certainly does. It certainly informs people's view of what. Um... Uh, you know, uh, pro-choice activism looks like or whatever. Although I don't know if I'd categorize myself as a pro-choice activist. But um, <clears throat> anyways, like let, getting back to the kind of the topic at hand, we were talking about what is the unborn is kind of the fundamental question. What is the unborn? We had just said that that biology, embryology, this is a medical fact. This isn't this isn't what Jesus says. This isn't what the Bible says. This isn't what God says. This is what science says. And And Christopher Hitchens. As we're discussing um, on the break, on the break, yeah, um, he's a famous atheist, one of the new atheists. Was. Very was yeah. very um, very harshly critical of religion. Um, was anti-abortion just simply based on his knowledge of science? Yeah, yeah, and and there's a couple things to remember there. You know, if if the unborn is not a human being, so so this this is a statement that that I memorized that I think everybody should memorize if they're gonna want to speak intelligently and winsomely on this topic. If, if, if the unborn is not a human life, then no justification for abortion is even necessary. If it's just a clump of cells, like, like we're told, if it's a mole or a wart or a, or a parasite or something like this, then you don't even need to justify it. But if it is a human life, no justification is acceptable. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And unless somebody wants to try to offer me a justification for abortion. Uh, so, so you're basically, if you're going to justify abortion, you have to justify when is, you have to answer the question, when is it acceptable to take the life of an innocent human being? And that's, I think, the, the fundamental question that, that I haven't heard a, a good response to. So what are you guys thinking? Well, the, be- the best answer to that is, is what is a human being? And, and so when you yeah. when you think of a human being, human being's got heart, it's got arms and legs and a head, right? So that's not what I think of, but well, I mean, but most people, when you say human being, that's what they're thinking of, mm-hmm. right? So it's, so it's so it's very easy to back them up into into a position where oh well, right after conception, it's just two cells, mm-hmm. right? It's just three cells. It's cells. It's not it's not human, but but it actually is a human. It's, it's a human it's got being. The human being. It's got the human. You can't interact with it like we can with my, like my question to that. Like when somebody says that is is. Uh, like what makes like what changes that makes it a human being? Right. So you have to walk them back. So yeah. so you have to walk them back from birth. You know what's what's you know one second from birth. What's the difference? One if it's not a human that, being, is it difference? a dolphin? Right. No. Cause, well, it used to be. You know, people used to justify abortion. Say, say, oh well, no. Look at the fetus. It looks or, or look at the embryo. It looks just like a dolphin embryo. 
Right. And they do. I mean, they look weird, right? They look like little aliens when they're, you know, but it doesn't matter. I mean, at the moment of conception, it has its own unique DNA, its eye color, its height, its hair color. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, his or her, uh, whether he, he or she is going to be left-handed or right-handed, like stuff that's genetically. Right. Yeah. It is a developing human being from conception. From conception. But that's from the biology, from the spiritual point of view. I think, I think a, a human being becomes a human being when, when God provides a soul. Right. Well, I think the soul the, is important. Breathed in to, yeah. Like, to well, the, I would say that that's that's at conception as well. We have just. Uh, I've seen a lot of infants without any souls. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you soul? No, but it's not. But even even so, even so, a human being is a soulish being. We, we know that. We don't know. No, we don't know when that happens. happens but that's not. not we don't need that for the argument. It's also like where are we deriving value? Right? Where are we deri- deriving worth? Because that's where the argument goes. Kind of like where, why somebody says, "Oh, well, it's personhood." You know, oh, well, no, maybe not it's personhood. Like, is it what l- level of development? Yeah. Right. You know, is it, no. is, is it, um, you know, the, the problem uh, with level of development is um, it doesn't just apply to hum- to, to, to babies, right? It, it, you know, if someone's mentally disabled or they're physically disabled, they're not fully developed. Well, it's also a 12 year old is more developed than right. a newborn. Yeah. An 18 year old is not fully developed. Yeah. In certain aspects. Yes. And the same argument goes to with viability as well. It's like, there's a lot of people that depend on machines to stay alive. It doesn't mean that they're not mentally able to do a lot of other things, but sometimes those things they're, they're relying on something else to keep them alive. And that's an argument that they use as well, that if the baby cannot survive outside the right. woman's or the mother's womb, then therefore it is not human. It's like, it doesn't well, hold and, water either. And we, we've actually seen this argument play out in the 1940s, that uh, before Nazi Germany settled on the final solution, uh, first they went after the handicapped. They went mm. after the the people that are dragging down society. And what was the German saying? It was it's life not worthy of life, but I can't remember the German. Yeah, I, I don't. Oh, it's in the no. it's uh, it's on the sign. It's um, I'm not going to remember. Yeah, it. I can't remember how to say it. But uh, this is something that John and I were talking about earlier today about the argument that these babies are unwanted. Oh, it's just a, this is this is going to be a tragedy because so so many unwanted babies instead of being killed while they're in the womb. They're going to grow up and be unwanted. They're going to have these tragic lives that aren't worth living. Well, that, well <laughs> how are you going to tell, like, how can you tell in the future? You know, um, I, I serve on the board of directors for this, this organization called Life Without Limbs, right? It's with Nick Vujicic. Nick Vujicic has no arms and legs. And now, his mom didn't know that that was going to happen when he was born, so it was quite a shock, quite a surprise when he was born. But in today's day and age, many people would say, oh, my gosh, like if you as you see him in the womb with no arms and legs, they would want to abort him for that reason. Mm-hmm. What kind of life is this person going to have? Well, I can attest firsthand because I'm really good friends with Nick. Like he's had a fantastic life and continues to do. Not only has he had a fantastic life, but the work that he's doing mm-hmm. in spreading the gospel. I mean, this guy, because of his state, because he has no arms and legs, has access to open air preaching in China, in Russia in tehran you know i mean you have these nations where people in cities where people would otherwise run from the gospel saying "Uh, nick will you come speak we we will broadcast you on national television Mm -hmm. to share your story you know and he includes the gospel so it's like you're going to have a terrible life like what i don't understand like nobody can see the future you know nobody nobody and, and that's also not 
that's not that, that's that's not justification enough to to take the life of an innocent human being. Right. Right. And sorry, it, I just jumped it, in there. It begs the question: like, at what point does the should the state decide that uh, children in orphanages, children in foster homes, uh, kids that are especially troubled, that their lives aren't worth living? It's a slippery slope. That uh, it's a it's a real slippery slope. I mean, there was a man in Texas, I think, in 2020 that um, he was denied he was denied life support uh, because he had COVID and he had other conditions that made his brought down his chances, and he died because they didn't even try to save him. They denied they denied him an, a ventilator, all because the doctor said that we don't think that his prospects are good of living a good life after this, even if we save him. Uh, that's kind of a different situation, though. Yeah, but I mean, they didn't consult his wife. It was it was this decision. I mean, this seems to be a natural path that we're heading down, of where medical professionals are increasingly in the position, and and uh, administrative officials in the position of deciding whose life is worth living. Well, that's that's based on the resources, though. If you if you let the if you let the person with the, the fatal disease live their life without any help, they're going to die, but without any interaction, right? But if you let the pregnancy continue without any interaction, it will most likely succeed, yes, right, and, and produce life. Yes. So those are two slightly different. Oh yes, yes. But I mean, this prognosis is being made on on the idea. It's more. It's not. This prognosis right now is less specific to a child and more general that there's going to be these unwanted babies. And sure, they'll be born properly, but what are they being born into? And if you really cared about them, <laughs> you would care about that and not whether or not they're being killed I see before they have a chance to to uh, survive against the odds. Yeah, what, what people don't understand is nearly 50%, not people don't understand, there's, there's two factors going on. One is I feel like we've lost understanding of what abortion is. This is actually the... What I think uh, where graphic images mm-hmm. and video can really play a role because abortion has become this kind of term that it's clean. It's clean. Mm-hmm. We don't see it's it. It's safe. It's yeah. clean. We don't see it. When when when. Uh, but when you think about it, abortion abortion is the taking of a, of an innocent baby's life or a human being's life at the earliest stages stages of development through uh, scolding to death, burning through saline solution. Uh, dismemberment, beheading, and people don't understand the ins and the outs. When when a baby is aborted, what they what they do is they'll go in. Oftentimes, it's the most common procedure. And I'm not trying to be crass. I'm not trying to make light of this at all. I'm not. I mean, it's just this is what happens. They go in with forceps in, into the woman's womb, and they crush the baby's skull, and then they remove the baby bit by bit, mm. limb by limb. They tear an arm off. They tear another arm off. A leg, a leg, and then the torso. And then they reassemble it on the table to make sure they have to make sure they have all the human body parts right there. They often, I mean, very practically, they often they'll take whatever they can at first. So yeah, they don't. They don't always wait until they find the head. They start taking off pieces. They can absolutely while the baby's still alive if if they don't inject it with something that kills uh, it. Planned Parenthood's uh, suit that they won against uh, the, I forget his name, David Delighton, mm-hmm. um, 
was him taking he has people on tape saying yeah you know when we when we find out what the need is for these fetal oh. body parts it uh, tells us like how to do the the crushing yeah like we'll, we'll like if we crush... need a, if we need a brain we don't want to crush the brain right right if we want so, this and part... what you're talking just be clear is what you're talking about is planned parenthood has been i mean it's a fact that what they do is they harvest baby parts it's tissue mainly money. and sell them yeah. for scientific research for for yeah for whatever re- for whatever reason so anyways like i just want to i just want to kind of say one more thing about like the other thing that we've kind of lost principle of because you brought it up joel you said like oh well you know this is kind of an accidental pregnancy it's not a baby who's wanted like so like something like 47 i can't find the number right off the top of my mind i have it in my notes right here somewhere i just don't know where 47 percent of pregnancies are unintentional they're unplanned so like i mean chances are uh, us sitting here at least one or two of us have had i've had i've had a, a pregnancy that's been unplanned you know, and, 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 and yeah, <laughs> her name is Joelle and, and she's like eight now and she's amazing, you know, and, but it was unplanned. And just because some, somebody is unplanned, just because the pregnancy is unplanned, how, in, how is that justification to take the life of an innocent human being? But you can see how it's attractive. It's a, I it's can't. A, it's a sim- well, it's a simple solution that's paint. Relatively painless, I believe. Painless to 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 to, to the to woman the or you. She gets gets especially the mom. to you, but not to mom. What about the psychological ramifications and the physiological ramifications? But that's that's not how it's presented, though. It's presented as an easy way out. It's presented as an easy way out. Sure, right. I'll it's agree a, with that. It's a cheap and easy way out of a of a of a Free. horrible eighteen year sentence, prison sentence, right? Or at that, least nine months. Nine at least months. nine months. I mean, any any child can you can you can leave your baby at. There's sites where they can just take your baby and know that the baby will be cared for by somebody, and it's off your hands. So, but um, as President Obama once said, I don't want my I wouldn't want my kids to be punished with a baby mm-hmm. for just for having Pun- sex. But listen to those words. Right. I mean, those were his words. I understand, the, but the leader of the free world. Yeah, uh, I don't want my kid to be punished. Punished with a baby. Chris, you wanted to, you want to say something here? I just I I, I do want, and it kind of goes along with that Obama quote. Um, what what happened? Because I remember um, vaguely, um, Bill Clinton had said something to the effect of only safe legal. <laughs> Safe, legal, no, so and rare, and rare. Yeah. So, so where just where like... did we? How did we get from the general consensus from, uh, you know, the Democrat Party, which is the the, I would say the, the leaders of this abortion charge? How did we get from that, safe, legal, and rare, to now we have a lot of Democrat. Um, politicians basically arguing for full-term abortions. Like, how did what happened there at a, at a deeper level, more than the symptomatic kind of stuff that we've been talking about? Like, how what's what's at the bottom of all this? I, I would bring up that Clinton is also the president who vetoed the um, uh, oh man, what's it called the late-term abortion bill. Hmm. So Clinton is also, I mean, he was not. Uh, anti-abortion by any stretch of the imagination but yeah that's a good question what do you guys think what happens what happened from safe legal and rare to just give me whatever i it's want it's not a defensible position why why make it rare if it's if it's good why make it rare so slippery slope is basically what yeah. you're saying 
Yeah. Right. Well, I think that that's right because because safe, legal, and rare. Any limitation on it, there's a connotation that comes with it that that there's something that's like, morally something wrong, with it, right? wrong with it. And there is. Absolutely. Well, it's any 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 time there's a violence. So this kind of brings us back. I, I the the conversation. I mean, we're almost ending the show now, but the conversation kind of disjointed. But any time there's a there's a violation or violence done to the the image of God, it's it's an it's a moral ought not. It's a, it's a moral bad. There's there's the other side though of the of the panicked mom who didn't mean to get pregnant, who can't afford the baby, who who I mean, what do you do? You throw her in jail because she was in this situation what what do you do to prevent this i mean so say so say your objection again i want to i want to think this through you, you you've got a you've what, got a, a mom who's pregnant can't can't afford it didn't mean to get pregnant something happened whatever mm-hmm. and and she's barely making it on her own um she's offered this this abortion as, a, as an easy yeah. way out she does it so the question is she's now got the psychological damage of the abortion yep do you also throw her in jail because she committed a, a murder? I have, I have a, so this is the way I would pose it. It's a, it, it answer a question with a question here is I'd say, okay, so sim, same scenario, same person, instead of a unborn baby, you have a toddler, a woman has a baby. Yeah, a it's not timely. She's about to lose her job because she can't make it to work on time because she has to drive the toddler 15 miles, whatever. She can't afford the toddler. The, the easiest solution, the best solution is to take the life of that toddler. Are we going to put that lady in jail? Yeah. Why? Yeah, because because she has killed somebody. She's, she's committed she's, murder. She's taken the life of an innocent human being. So so now you put now now what makes the the woman carrying the unborn baby different than the woman and and it's not just a woman here too. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not, and I'm not even advocating yeah, right now for. We don't the, talk for, about the, the fathers much. We don't talk about the fathers at all. I, I mean, Dave Chappelle. I don't know if you guys watch Dave Chappelle at all. I, I thought he what? made a he makes a fantastic point in one of his stand up one of his Netflix specials. He talks about this and he talks about how abortion. He thinks abortion is wrong. So so we shouldn't let let, let this happen. But also we shouldn't let fathers skip out on mothers either right so there's got to be that you know justice is 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 justice so we have to be pursuing biblical justice according to the standards of god because that's what we're trying to do with abortion so we should be applying that same standard across all spheres of of society so when when we say that the that there's a there's an uh, innocent human being a threat of life we should do whatever it takes to save that in and especially holding you know, because there's two parties here. It takes two to make a baby. I mean, you Still, wouldn't know that yeah. in the cultural conversation right now, right? But you actually do need a sperm and an egg, and so you have to hold fathers accountable. But as uh, there's, there's, I don't see um, any moral difference in taking the life of a, a, an innocent human being in the womb or an innocent human being outside the womb. And I think that if you're going to support one, you have to support the other, like Peter Singer. Hmm. I think I think our our society has created, artificially created that distinction. Right. And we've lived with it so long that it, it's actually become hard. I think even within the church sometimes, because the partly because the truth is just really awful. Yeah. Right. Like I learned oh, the truth yes. when I was ten ten years old, and I I was I, I was appalled. Yeah, because I I couldn't comprehend that that I was living in a society that would tolerate that. When we bring this up in my house, my daughters cry. I mean, they literally have issues with it. Well, it's not like we 
And I we, had no problem with it. And we yeah. can see, I mean, <laughs> even with Eric's hypothetical that he posed there, there was, it was shocking to, to, to hear noise, like compare it to a toddler and then bring that home That's, and kind of bring that truth into it because yeah. it's like, it's one of the, the way powerful. you explained it. It's called the tactic is trotting out the toddler is what it's called. Yeah. It's just a, you know, it's super powerful because, because this is the, this is the deal is we do not derive value, meaning or purpose from any external factor, whether it be uh, size, level of development, right. a degree of dependency or environment. So it, whether you're inside the womb or outside the womb, you are valuable, whether you're uh, three weeks gestation or three weeks old outside the womb, you're valuable, whether you're uh, 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 a half a pound in the womb or you're six pounds outside the womb or 250 pounds, mm-hmm. you're equally valuable because it doesn't have anything to do with that. The only where we derive our value from is the only transcendent uh, objective place, and that is we are made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. But we're and, now forcing the woman to have a baby that she doesn't want. There's there's a force there that that people object to. Yeah, I, I need the, so that's a claim that they that you're going to make that you have to defend, yeah. and you have to show me. Okay, so who who's forcing who? So 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 you're forcing the woman that has a toddler to keep her toddler. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. you're forcing See, it works. It you're works on forcing me to continue to raise my my 12 year old girl she's so emotional i don't get her <laughs> you know and i have to drive her all over the place life was so much simpler it'd be a lot easier if she was just it'd be a lot easier if she was just gone <laughs> like but that's what i'm saying it, right. it sounds yeah. like we're making light but we're not and i can't right. believe this show we, we said it before yeah. joel when we were talking this and we didn't even get to anything <laughs> um anyways it, guys the music's going uh, should we just keep talking and see when they cut us yeah. off <laughs> I think it's interesting. Most of the the arguments that I've seen for abortion, it seems to be railing against the reality that sex has consequences. Yeah. And that's what I think a lot of it at the base is. They they want unfettered access to sexual pleasure. Right. No matter what. Anyways, this is a whole nother show. And this issue issue will be going on next month, I'm sure of it. And maybe we can talk about it when we get together or in two weeks. Um when we get together so anyways guys uh, hey if you're listening this is apologetics.com radio Uh, I'm John Noyes and uh, for Joel Eric and Chris we thank you so much have a wonderful night talk to you later bye bye